You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. This is a saver. You're listening to your number one pod, pod, pod. From around the globe. From around the globe. The Anthony and Maddie, Anthony and Maddie podcast. Yeah. This is the Maddie and Anthony podcast. We're live at the Laugh Factory. When I say live, I mean pre-recorded. And when I say pre-recorded, that's exactly what I mean. We have a lovely, lovely day with Frosty Fresh, a parkour expert who's also been on Survivor. He's toured with Madonna. He's done the works. And now, let's fade the music. What did you say, Maddie? Oh, I was just saying he was on Conan also. Are you going to talk like that the whole show? or No, it was just very inspirational. Uh, and when I get inspired, uh, you know it. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> you does. You do. You're like a different man. Mm, I feel very upbeat. I got a real pep to my step, which feels great. I do want to tell you guys that Kathy is out for the day, so we have Jacqueline in here to fill in. Before we get into anything else, though, Maddie's got a question for our newsman, Greg Buckman. So, uh, Greg, I noticed that you you always, uh, uh, like, when you introduce someone to another person uh, and they'll, you know, get some opportunity or something and, and, and you'll be like, oh, well, hi, uh, I met him first before anyone else. Oh, wow. <laughs> What is? Jealous. Why do you do that? Why do you? Yeah, why do you do that? Jacqueline's right. Jacqueline. Narcissists <laughs> tend to get jealous. Wow, wow, you guys are being so mean. I do not. No, but I want to ask Greg about this. Why do you do that? Because it's so funny. Oh, okay. Well, if it's funny, I'll just keep doing it. But wow, I did meet you first before Jacqueline did. Yeah, but what I does know. that mean to you? Why? Do you, what's the difference? Okay, I, I'll I'll stop doing it. I, I didn't. No, what do you I do was, it for? I have really bad ADHD. But why do you say the first? Is she there Please, <laughs> me. What about you, honey? Well, I why did you become so sassy? I won't sassy. even go into everything about you, <laughs> Greg. I've never seen you so sassy. Please, honey. Sassy. Oh my God. Well, sassy means no. But like, Greg, why do you why do you think you do that? I'm just curious. Well, I, did, I didn't even. I'm so sorry. Do you I know won't how, do it anymore. I didn't even. Don't, realize you don't I was need doing to apologize, that. but just you always say, "Oh well, I met them first. Like, By the way, what? there's tears flowing down Greg's eyes right now. <laughs> Just what's going? What's on your mind? I'm just Are you crying? Really hurt because um, I did. <laughs> He's such a good actor. I'm not. I'm acting. impressed. I, oh my god! What? You were not <laughs> acting there. I'm really Greg. hurt because I did meet them first. Wow! Well, I met you first. Wait, are you acting or not <laughs> acting? <laughs> Greg, what are you doing? Greg, why are you crying? Are you acting or not acting? I am because I'm crying because there's a drought. But <laughs> we need water in California. There's a fire. Um, Wait, are you acting or you're not acting? <laughs> well, no, I'm not acting because I did meet Jacqueline first. But Jacqueline's bite. Why are you biting your nails? What's going on? I don't know. You can't help it. You're nervous. You think your friendship with Greg's over. She's too cheap to go to a pedicure. No. Whoa! Sass is bad! Damn! I just got burned by wow. Good one. She's too cheap to go to a pedicurist. Well, I was just kidding. Don't worry. But were you? No, I I was. I was. She always bites her fingers. The king of sting, Greg Buckman, got her again. Wow. 
Our guest Frosty Freeze is here. We're really excited. Uh, Frosty Fresh. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, Frosty Freeze is an ice cream. Oh, okay. Do you know, know Frosty Fresh? I love. Uh, there's Frosty Freeze. I had Frosty Freeze before Greg. Just for no, the you did not. I hundred percent had Frosty. Where Fre- before you had Frosty? From when I was a kid, I had it. Before you had it. And don't say I haven't because I know for a fact that I was one of the first people who ever had Frosty. Um, Freeze. So Frosty's here. Why don't we pick this up? After. All right. To All right. be continued, Frosty is here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is Frosty Fresh. Uh, he's been on American Ninja Warrior, Survivor. He's been on Conan. He's a professional parkour guy and actor and designer. He's the man. Give it up for Frosty Fresh. Frosty Fresh. Fresh. Thank you so First much. First of all, how did you come up with that name? Because it's so fresh. And frosty. Yeah. And frosty. Um, you know, I would I would like to have some like really cool story of how it was like bestowed upon me in some like really amazing fashion. But like most things that you don't expect to stick from your childhood, it was like a uh, like a video we shot for a algebra class uh, or geometry because it was about the number pi, and we did a rap song, and that was the name we came up with. But thanks to AOL Instant Messenger and the growth of this thing called the internet, somehow oh, that I've became never a heard nickname. Of that, the yeah. internet. Yeah. Apparently, what, what if you that? put it out there that your name is Frosty, and then a lot of people find that out, that just becomes your name. So, wow, that's awesome. So you're from, how do you say, Traverse City? Yeah, Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, small town? Oh. Yeah, cherry capital of the world. Um, oh, cherry cherries. capital of the world. Yeah, yeah. We have a festival every year uh, where we import most of our cherries from Washington. <clears throat> Whoa! Oh, that's, yeah, that's so. Funny. Should Washington be the cherry capital of the world? Probably. And distribute. <laughs> uh, was it close to Detroit, or uh, like where? Where are you? How if was? You it? were to look at like uh, Mitten, which you guys here in the studio are. It's my my little mitt here. We'd be up here by the pinky. Just so oh, you know, Frosty yeah. has his hand because the the the, the shape of Michigan is a hand. Is if hand. you don't know that, look it up. And uh, Frosty lives at the top by the pinky. So what yeah. state is the next one closest to that? Uh, Canada. 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 I think it's like the Wisconsin state of Canada. <laughs> the state um, of Canada. No, I do think Michigan is like kind of more Canada than anything sometimes. Yeah. It's surrounded on numerous sides by it. Just as cold, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, definitely. So growing up there, uh, you I feel like everything with you is like you're a go-getter from right away. You're a young kid doing things. You start learning about things. Uh, at 14, a martial artist told you about parkour, correct? Yes, it was my instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, yes. What's uh, is he still around? What was the story? What was the information that, that he told you? Um, well, he's actually a good family friend. My parents actually met through martial arts. Um, wow! So Whoa. they, uh, yeah, my mom romantic. Been, yeah, they were practicing different styles. <laughs> she <laughs> saw a demonstration. They drank nice. beers and started a long distance relationship. <laughs> it's, you know the classic story. Classic, yeah. Um, but yeah, so martial arts has been a big part of my life for a long time, and one of their students actually was the sort of head youth instructor that they had. And so he, he and his sons and I like grew up together. We were always uh, training. And um, yeah, he, he saw this thing on Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know, like the remake, of, you know, where they had, uh, yeah. what's his name, Superman or, or 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean Kane. Uh, yes, there you go. And he saw this Ripley's Believe It or Not special because this is in the pre-YouTube era of the world, if we can all trans, trans, right. trans back that. in time. Back in the 1500s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I waited a week and watched it uh, when it was a rerun, officially. Wow. And, um, but yeah, it was pretty much immediately after that that I got my, my best friend, Bill, and we grabbed an old mini DV camcorder and started jumping off stuff. That's so cool. And, and w- that's so wild. I love it. So you start jumping off stuff. So were your parents ever like, why did you tell my son <laughs> to jump off buildings? Yeah. I, You're I, supposed to be a family friend. <laughs> I think they really saw it as part of like a, like a ninja training. You know, it was oh, just like building cool. me into a, a, I don't know, a better assassin. So what is, what is for a lot of people don't know what parkour is. I guess explain what it is because some people don't know. You want me to explain it? Yes, please. please. Parkour. <laughs> uh, if you like horror movies, uh, it's mm-hmm. horror movies that take place in a park. <laughs> oh yeah. No, let's no. Let's have oh, Frosty okay. try okay, it. Okay, Frosty should do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are elements that are very <laughs> accurate. Uh, it started as as a, sort of like a French military training program. Really, Whoa. just about. Um, That's so cool. This idea of being able to use your body in any environment you're in um, is based on like the sort of like indigenous model. You know how they have uh, what's that prehistoric diet everybody's on today? The, the caveman one, right? Uh, it was the, like that. The whole but, thirty diet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the idea was like that, but like in terms of training. So it was like guys out in the the woods in their underwear, barefoot, like carrying big rocks through the the lake and stuff, and then trying to just scramble over terrain. Um, but that got adapted by the French to an actual street sport by this kid in the suburbs whose dad was like all about this, but he lived in this basically crammed little project and they were like, well, I can't go play in the woods because there are no woods around me. So I'm just going to climb on stuff in the city with my friends. And it just so happened he was like an elite gymnast and his friends were break dancers and martial artists and a sport was born out of it. Did you start a community in Michigan or did you start meeting people that were also interested in Michigan and then you just went from there? I mean, when I started, I didn't really have anything to show people. Like there was no way to really express what I was psyched about because there was just like a handful of people in Europe who were who were trying to do this this thing. So <laughs> via for, military training. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I wasn't any good at it. I was terrible at it, but I I basically just was trying to convince people to to come hang out and try this with me. So all of my friends were slowly <laughs> looped in and then That's we, so cool. I think once you start doing something weird, people connect you with other weird people. They're like, right, "Oh, right. you're doing something different. I know a guy who's always just like jumping off stuff." And then <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it's they sync you up, and and so it sort of spread like that. We we helped organize the first stuff in my town, and then some of the first meetups in the state, and then I helped with the first one in the country, which was also in in New York, which was a massive thing that, that hadn't really even been an, uh, it sort of surpassed what had been going on in a worldwide scale, and I think it was it was really cool to see that growing. You were sixteen when you did all when you yeah, started doing yeah. this international. Yeah, events on web forums before I had my own cell phone. Yeah. You had balls, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. When I was 16, I worked at JCPenney's, <laughs> and I was uh, trying or helping people try <laughs> shoes on. I You're work, out there. I work at Dunkin' Donuts. There you go. So. <laughs> Ironically enough, I actually applied for a job at Sears selling shoes one summer, um, and I didn't get the job. And then you created and then, a, a, that a, summer, a, and then a that world? summer, yeah, that same a summer is the summer nation. I toured with uh, with Madonna. Wow, 
I'm going to say this to all the, the employers at JCPenney's <laughs> and Dunkin' Donuts. We could have had and been something better yeah. if you did not hire us. And you can learn it here from Frosty. If you don't get that job, create a universe, a community. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's amazing. A, that's so cool. Yes. So I read also that Bruce Lee was a big inspiration for you. Yeah. Was that true? Absolutely. Or? I I mean, I think Bruce was... He's the coolest in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. He did mm-hmm. a lot of, but if you want to talk about somebody who like created their own universe, he sure. redefined what it meant to be an action star, to be a martial artist, to be an Asian American in Hollywood, if we want to be like very like on topic. But but overall, like he just did his own thing. And and everybody was saying, This is what it, it you should be. You should be like wise and old and like yeah. very modest. And he was like, No, I'm a Kanye West this right now. <laughs> you know? and, and that's what he did. He, that's he wild. and in that's everything awesome. that he did, he 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 was absolutely honest to like himself and what he believed in and and he you know, he created his own martial art, but what was really like a lifestyle out of it of believing yeah. in yourself which is kind of like a crazy yeah and he knew thing. Kanye West way before Kanye West existed which is pretty cool <laughs> yeah. how did he know that did you do the Madonna thing right after the New York City thing or was that a little bit after um, were you like out of high school so yeah I was like basically like finishing up high school and getting ready to go to school in Chicago I was originally going to go to film school out there um, right largely because they had a really great parkour scene starting up with some of the other guys that I'd known for uh, a couple years at that point um but the Madonna thing, my friend Levi was already on. He ended up, he's an amazing story in and of himself, but he had, he had already got on also from Traverse City, Michigan. One of my best friends, we traveled the world together. Really, really oh, talented awesome. guy. That yeah, is awesome. Two small town guys who, for some reason, happened to be really into you this. You guys sport. love cherries and, uh, and adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was already on the tour and basically rec- he, was, he was saying all these dancers were trying to do the parkour stuff and were injuring themselves. Um, mm. There's numerous aspects to that, including Madonna's uh, lack of of AC, which she didn't. She decided she didn't believe in, but Air caused a lot of. Oh so during during a lot of the performances, the stadiums off of the set itself would be soaking wet with condensation, and there's a mm. big part of the routine was done by sort of being launched up onto the stage with an air ramp and then running out into the audience. So you'd actually jump off the stage and then climb on all this slippery stuff and dancers were hurting themselves. So they hired a few professional free runners to do some of those, those parts. I did um, just like part of the US tour and then they had like a European team. And it was really just like a crazy summer job for me because yeah. I yeah. never would have imagined that was, that was just gonna pop up. Yeah, I like to talk, uh, after JC Penney's, I had a summer job, I worked at a <laughs> mini golf course. <laughs> I was cleaning. This is not a podcast about your your previous jobs. No, I'm just saying I'm a loser. (laughs) Did Uh, you ever get hit in the head with one of the balls? Yes. Okay. More times than Um, I'd like. I started wearing helmets. Did you get injured uh, starting out quite a bit? Like, what was some of the craziest things you you did? Um, I think early on, there's definitely a lot of like fear playing into what you you do so it does like kind of naturally keep you more within your limits um any crazy story of like yeah i i I have had some like poor experiences injuries um are less exciting because a lot of them are more like about repetitive strain so like i had to drop out of ninja warriors the year i got the 
fastest qualifying time in American Ninja Warrior history. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, throw uh, that in there. Yeah, I, we, we were getting I mean, ready. It was when they still were going to Japan, and I had never been to Japan, so I was really excited to go, but I injured my back, basically just hopping down off of a small ledge, like just a couple oh feet on the God. ground. And it was just an old injury that hadn't been taken care of properly, and it blew out my back to the point where I couldn't even stand or sit on my oh own. My God. It was just locking up. And it's mm. it's such an ironic thing because you look at a lot of the stuff that you see people in this 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 profession doing, um, and then it's always like this these dumb little things that you just don't take care like of yourself. Like tripping over a bowl of cereal or something. Yeah, or <laughs> like gr- one of the grossest moments of my career. During that New York trip, I fell in the Hudson River. What? Which is not a pleasant Ew. river to fall into. Um, oh, my God. Did you swim out or what yeah, happened? Yeah, they had to actually kind of like dangle somebody down to help pull oh. me up because I was jumping oh my to God. like an island underneath this bridge. Oh. And, and you just fell. Yeah, basically it was like uh, there was a little bit of moss on the take-up like mm. platform and uh, it peeled off as I was jumping. So you got kind of like a wily e. coyote moment in the air. <laughs> oh my my legs were just twirling and then I dropped straight down. Oh my God. God, you probably smelled for days. <laughs> so some of the biggest injuries have probably been to my ego. Right, right. Everyone right. watching, look at what I can do. <laughs> I'm now in a river and a man's picking me up out of the, uh, the grocery So can you kind of uh, lead us through like um, a parkour session? Like, like I guess uh, verbally, just kind of try to describe it, like what kind of flip you're doing or you know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, basically there's there's a few different types of training that, that we're doing. Some of it is like... Uh, at our academies, we have like foam pits and trampolines and tons of movable obstacles, as well as like life size, like Mario Land and Minecraft. So it's kind of like a playground for us to explore movement, which is a big part of this sport. Free running is a creative sport. And so you're constantly coming up with new moves or new combinations or trying things at bigger heights or greater distances. Um, so those are more like maybe spending two or three hours just playing around on like one little spot or with one move starting in like maybe into the foam where it's safe and progressing it to the point where you could land it on concrete every single time. Right. Um, oh, cool. So like, for example, for, for like on the street, if you're doing it on the street, like, do you run up against a wall and then totally flip over like that type of, th- oh, like, yeah. what is that called? A or wall like, flip? A wall flip. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> just the, most like of the names other, are pretty, are Yeah. Are pretty, I guess like name some of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was running to do a Kong vault over a low obstacle. And smoke yeah, came yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, That's no, there's, so cool. I mean, there's, it's, it is cool because yeah. a lot of this came from other sports. So you have yeah. some things like, uh, like gymnastic elements, like that have slowly turned into other things that now have free running names. So you might be, there's something called a shant, which is just a really <laughs> off axis backflip, but it became like a whole style of moving where people are basically, instead of going straight over their heads, they're kicking themselves out to rotate in ways that the, you know, Olympic committee never That's allowed awesome. for gymnasts to do. It's better than calling it a shard, I guess. Yes. Just, but only slightly <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But That's yeah, there's cool. basically a lot of the stuff we're seeing is just like combinations of like, hey, can we take this thing from breakdancing and now put it on the side of a wall? Or can we, we take this martial arts move and combine it with the gymnastics thing, but also put it like 15 feet in the air? 
And so it's like improv kind of. Yeah. And a lot of the training we do, like I, I teach some like flow and creativity workshops. We do contact improv. You're basically just manipulating like flow of momentum in a, in a purely physical way. That's so cool. Must be a lot of trust too. You have to like trust your body, trust that you're going to grab the right area. Trust your, trust you're not going to break your neck. You know, you're you're trusting yourself. Yeah. I'd say that's probably (laughs) the the biggest thing that you can get out of it. Cause not everyone's going to be like a pro athlete at this, whatever, doing like the craziest things. Cause we're all, you know, we're human. We can do what we can do. And, uh, I think the best thing you get out of it is a knowledge of what you can do because most of us, we spend a lot of our lives not knowing the answer to that question. Right. Where, where can people learn the parkour? Uh, you well, mentioned a center. Or yeah. So my company Tempest, uh, we have a few different training facilities, two here in, uh, Los Angeles, one, uh, in, in Chatsworth, one in Hawthorne down by the airport. And then also our, our latest one in, uh, San Diego. Your first class is always free. It's on me. If you say my name, Frosty at the door, that's, that's we'll try it out. Um, <laughs> we should take this. Yes, class. you should absolutely take this class. Um, so so can somebody as scared. novice as us. <laughs> Do this class. Yes, our 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 facility and our programming is designed for anyone from absolute beginner, no like workout experience, all the way up to super fit people looking to push themselves. I, you know, we train a lot of like actors and athletes, people for other things that they're doing, and I think you have to sort of realize that everyone has their own level, and if you can help them find that, that's really what's going to give them the most capability. Uh, Maddie and myself are now putting uh, <laughs> spitting in our hand and doing a shake. Yes, we will be going to a class. A class saying the name Frosty. <laughs> Frosty and, Fresh. Oh, just Frosty. <laughs> he said this the first name. I I, I read everything he said because I want to make sure I do this. You mean and you heard it? I said it. It's a transcript. <laughs> um, I and then we're gonna we'll report back to you uh, the injuries that we have made because <laughs> yeah. we're very tall and very clumsy gentlemen. He uh, has asthma and uh, I have heart issues. So yeah, so it's great, you, great. Is that okay still? Yeah, take it slow. Yeah, take it very slow. Yeah, free walking. Yeah, to start off. With. I think take <laughs> it slow walking. for us is just watching parkour take on walk. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll they'll be like, oh, you said frosty. All right, you guys can just watch parkour on. Uh, <laughs> YouTube and uh, that'll be your class. Have a nice day. Uh, at uh, at twenty years old, you convince the producers of Survivor to break their rules and make the youngest contestant uh, in on show history. You you yeah. you did that. That's, I did that. That's How did you convince them? It was surprisingly easy. Okay. <laughs> like, Can I do it? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, no, I'd, I'd, I'd heard that they were looking for people, and um, somebody, one of their casting people had already talked to um, my manager, just saying that they were looking for people to submit videos for this show, because it was almost done casting, and they just needed the last couple people. Um, so this was probably about two weeks before we actually flew out. I found out about it. and. Wow. It just so turned out a lot of things worked in my favor. They were, based on my casting, it was clear they were obviously looking for a young hipster Asian American. (laughs) So me and the 10 other dudes like me went through a series of like sort of cutthroat auditions that just went one after the other. And then, yeah, yeah, I I, I basically gave them a video that was like, your show is is great, but now it's boring. Young people don't care and you're going to go away. I can... 
you have amazing like average people on your show, but I'm awesome and people want to watch me. Again, balls. Ooh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I have awesome. Never man. said that to anybody. <laughs> I'm awesome. You want me? <laughs> You're lame. I will show you how to not be lame. I'm always like, I'm lame. Thank you very much. You guys are doing a good job. I'm gonna leave. Wow. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Do they do any type of like psychological testing oh. when you go through Survivor? Because I know like other reality shows they do. She's asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah, they they a hundred percent confirm that everyone on the show is crazy. It's, it's guaranteed. They yeah. lock in sixteen what? psychopaths and drop them on an. What was it like working on the show? Like, was it a trip? Any um, crazy stories or? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the the most nuts thing about it is you're like you live this experience, which uh-huh. is your life. It's it's this like insane summer camp where you're dropped off in the middle of nowhere. Everyone previous to that point has not been allowed to speak to you, and you can't speak to them. And then they just lie to you. They just tell you things that you that aren't true. Like today we are gonna maybe go to a press conference, and then you're like, is this the day they drop me off? And they're just trying to like keep you on your toes. And then eventually you just you think you're going somewhere and all of a sudden you're like in the jungle and Jeff Probst is there and is like, and now it has begun. And and, uh, yeah, and then you're just stuck with these people. And and it's not until, you know, like months later when you're watching the show on TV, you're like, oh, that's what was going on, sort of. Right. Without any of my knowledge. So unbelievable. We were in this this massive man-made lake in China. It's called the Lake of a Thousand Islands. And uh, each one has different things on it. And ours was the island that had no food on it. So ours ours what? was just no food island. The other tribe got the fruit island that was covered in fruit, um, <laughs> which was seems a little bit unfair. Supposedly ours had better fishing, but yeah, we didn't we didn't have any animals on ours. Eventually, I got traded to the other team, and so they had some snakes. It's ironically they are they're like grass and and fruit snakes because they had fruit growing <laughs> on their island, which we didn't have. But yeah, mostly just snakes and. Uh, you know, some crazy bugs or whatever. Some of it is kind of funny because, like, I would I would watch the show as it was coming out and see, like, video of me sleeping because they film you 100% of the time oh, unless wow. you're literally pooping. If you're talking to somebody and pooping, they'll still film you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. Because um, people used to use that as a way to get off of camera. But anyway, so I, I would see, like, this footage <laughs> of, like, bugs crawling on me while I'm sleeping and I just know that the producer who's, who stays up all night watching us was just like bored and saw a bug crawling on me and so like just recorded my, my inner thigh. And didn't wake broke. you up and be no, like, hey, no. you got a bug on your leg. No, they're, they're not meant oh to Oh my God, these are monsters. I, I saw in your uh, Survivor audition that you were, I guess you were suspended in school for acting like a ninja or something. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? That'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> really do it. Yeah. What what happened there? Uh, that was. I felt like I was. I was doing something really positive for everybody. You know, it was. It was. A, it was a, <laughs> one of those like Pride Week things where they have you do different dress up as different stuff. And one of the days, I, you know, I dressed up as a ninja, and uh, you know, I just felt like my character really needed to get into the role more and, and really like absorb it. So I climbed on the roof of the cafeteria and we had this great sort of like ladder style window system. So I was actually able to like hang upside down. Okay. And I, <laughs> and I went behind the, the principal who was like overseeing, you know, like with his serious gaze. But I did not <laughs> consider the fact that all of the staff at our school had walkie talkies. So they were like calling it in from the other <laughs> side of the cafeteria that I was there. So... 
Yeah, they were all really cool about it. It was just a chill suspension. Mom was not so stoked on it, but uh, uh, do you still have a clothing line or what's going on? Um, with, uh, yeah, so my my wife by trade is an industrial designer. You and traded with another person <laughs> for your wife? <laughs> it was a good deal. Um, but uh, I'd been doing a lot of that that work because when you're you're trying to build communities and companies, you you basically have to do everything yourself. So. When I, after I dropped out of school in Chicago, I was just working for companies that I was starting, either figuring out how to make clothes or sell them or products or DVDs or anything. We basically just figured out all that stuff um, for ourselves. And so when I met my wife, it was the first time I think that I had thought about doing anything outside of just the, the world that I had sort of built on my own. Yeah. Um, so we did some like really amazing like high end design work, working with local designers here in uh, Los Angeles, which was great because it was during that a huge Made in LA movement, which was really great. I loved Made in America until America was less great <laughs> again. Yeah, right. um, but uh, but it was it was a really positive experience just to work within the LA community in a in a different way and to see a different side of it. And we helped uh, run the first. Um, Men's Fashion Week in LA, which was really cool. We helped build uh, a ton of, of, of great events, like through the Hammer Museum. We uh, we built out this amazing stores featuring all like local designers and 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 locally sourced goods, which was was really cool. And now she's uh, started her own sex essentials line, Maud, based based in well, New York. Wait, so, wait, well, what? What yeah. is a sex essential? Um, so it's it's a, a range of, of products. She's got condoms, um, organic lubricant, yes. uh, vibrator. We do travel sizes. Um, but yeah, I've had I've been able to go out and help them with uh, some what of their the stuff. Way, what? Really cool. Yeah, you helped you tested <laughs> things. Yes, I, I'm gonna. When oh people ask what I do God. now, yeah, I'm a, I'm a official product vibrators. tester. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's been doing great. They were just featured in Vogue awesome. and Forbes, Fast Company. So they're they're really wow. ta- changing this conversation. Or like, what have you done? A bunch of commercials. I mean, you've, yeah, yeah, like you've, you've done been a in movies, movies, right? And, yeah, I've done a, a, a bunch of stuff. It's it was never my intention to become a stuntman, but being out in LA, it's it's definitely something that that shows up. So I I, de- I have a you know amazing agency here that's that's repping me in Tempest. Also, is always putting us out for uh, for work. So I've gone do a ton of commercials, um, which are not the most exciting to talk about, but really were cool opportunities to test things out. A lot of them because and I was, for the money, if you yeah, know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I got to do a lot of uh, creative projects, which were cool. I, I, I shot uh, like a short film that ended up getting featured on the front page of YouTube, um, oh, which was just awesome. a, a day in my life. Um, it was sort of my perfect vision of it. And yeah. uh, I was able to use that as basically reference to, to choreograph a few other commercials that shot um, around the world. So that's was, awesome. Yeah, I got. I was a body body double with face replacement for uh, world famous soccer player um, ha- Javi Hernandez. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so it's it's been really cool, and you know, I think a big part of it for me has been transitioning into like helping with our company Tempest because it, it's about like creating opportunities for free runners now. So in addition to like having our athletes be in all these these movies, we had people in. Uh, Justice League and in Spider-Man and in basically all of the last few um, action movies, that, pretty much all the action movies that come out, but also like training people. Uh, we trained Jennifer Lawrence for Hunger Games. Um, wow. Whoa. Yeah. What Taylor, was that like? Um, I think it's, it's, it's a really cool opportunity 
to sort of like basically just be brought to like share this thing, like yeah. this thing yeah. that they're like, we are only here for this one thing. We want to know how to like move. And, sure. and I think those people, actors specifically, like really get the idea of like, oh, this is like its own art because yeah. they right, speak right. in that language all the time in their body movements. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really cool. Those actors and dancers, I think really have a, a vision for it because they can see it in them themselves. Well, uh, what advice would you have for someone first starting out parkour? What would you tell them? Uh, go to the Tempest Free Running Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, um, obviously, yeah. I, I do think, yeah, starting in a safe environment is really good. Um, if you are going to go outside, if there isn't anything in your area, you should have somebody else there in case something happens. It's really valuable. Yeah, don't to do it around there. like sword or. or I think there, yeah, anything. there's like a, a a visual of like people have of like a, a, a lone athlete climbing a, a tower in the dark, you know, and like. <laughs> That's really not what you most turn the lights on. Yeah. yeah, it's way better when there's visibility. <laughs> yeah. Like. Well, thank you so much, Frosty. Uh, you're the best, man, and good luck with everything you do. You're incredible. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, thank so you. much. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. And ending. Yeah. yeah thank, you. Thank, you. thank 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 you so much. Ending. Yeah. yeah thank Bye. you. This is a fake commercial that Greg Buckman believes to be real. Wow, as a newsman, I understand how full life could be. Wow, which is why I take country fruit energy pills and fresh flavors like salmon mist and crisp autumn air. Wow, they're a convenient way to not only satisfy your hunger, but your life. Wow, country fruit energy pills. Live well, snack often. Wow, that's what I do. And look at me. Wow. Once again, that was a fake commercial that Greg Buckman believes to be real. All right, it's that time of the day where it's news with Greg. Greg Buckman, the wild man himself. Here he is, Greg Buckman. Wow, I'm Greg Buckman, and wow, here's the news. Wow. Wow, funeral home are posing the dead like they're still alive. Wow, in Charbonnet, Labatt, whatever that word is, Clapian Funeral Home, wow, in New Orleans, is offering a unique way to remember the loved ones. Wow, two weeks after Renard Matthews, pictured below, was tragically shot and killed in his his New Orleans neighborhood, the 18-year-old looked exactly how he had in life. Wow. At least at this wake, they laid slump in an office chair in front of a TV playing NBA 2K with his hands wrapped around a PS4 controller. While clad in his sunglasses, socks, and flip-flops, and a Celtics jersey, he even had his favorite snacks in case he got hungry, Doritos and root beer, while within reach, and just how his family wanted it. Wow. Matthew's wake was the latest trend in what funeral directors are calling non-traditional memorial services. While instead of displaying their loved ones in a casket, families choose to pose the bodies in lifelike scenarios to see them as they were in life. Wow, the practice first appeared in Puerto Rico in 2008 as more celebratory send-off to the deceased. With Marian Funeral Home posing bodies propped up in a motorcycles or standing in makeshift boxing ring, wow, at a time when you can actually launch cremated remains into space, these non-traditional embalming are just another creative way people are choosing to celebrate a person's life and changing the narrative, whatever that word is, narrative, whatever that word is. Wow, from death. Greg, wow. You can't just skip over words. Well, you it was say. blurry. Wow. <laughs> what do you think of that, Greg? 
Well, what do I think of that? Well, it seems pretty freaky. I mean, I started thinking about what they would do with me. I'd probably be sitting in my massage chair, staring at a phone, wearing a shirt that says, wow. News, 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 news with Greg. News, 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 news with Greg. Wow. Michigan, oh wow, get back on that thing. Wow, Michigan twins run for county seats as political opponents. Wow, this is a serious problem. Wow, Kentwood, Michigan, twin sisters from Western Michigan are running for county commissioner seats, but they aren't endorsing one another. While Monica Sparks is running as a Democrat for Kent County's 12th district seat, while her Republican sister, Jessica Ann Tyson, hopes to represent the 13th district. She's on the right, a Republican. While Tyson's decision to run inspired her sister's launch of her own campaign, the sisters say they don't clash on the issues, but they all remain loyal to their parties and endorse each other's opponents. While when they were kids, and even now, the twins say their mother never allowed them to argue about politics. While Tyson says that while growing up, they knew each other, which parties their parents identified with. Wow, we got a sure got a problem here. Wow. What do you think about that, Greg? Well, I think this would take Thanksgiving to table drama to a whole nother level. I mean, they're twins. You can't tell them apart. You'd have to put one on the right side and one on the left side because they're different they're parties. They're maternal or paternal? Uh, paternal. Well, the heck have I know. They look exactly alike, though. News, news, news. News with Greg. News, news, news. News with Greg. Wow, this is a crazy one. People have just lost it. We were speaking about kooks earlier. A woman who sent 65,000 texts to her first date says love is an excessive thing. Wow, this is crazy, and it happened in Phoenix. While a Phoenix woman is facing numerous charges after she has allegedly sent them 65,000 text messages to a man after just one day, a first date last summer, many of them containing bizarre threats. Wow, police arrested 31-year-old Jacqueline. Wow. (laughs) Jacqueline. AIDS. Jacqueline AIDS. You're off the hook. Wow. And charged her with threatening, stalking, harassment, and failure to appear in court. Wow, AIDS said she sent her date so many texts because loving him selfishly brought me his information. Well, according to the police, many of the text AIDS selfishly sent included anti-Semitic insults and threats like, don't ever try to leave me. I'll kill you. I don't want to be a murderer. Well, authorities say she texted the following, I hope you die, you rotten, filthy Jew. I'm like the new Hitler. Man, Hitler was a genius. Wow. Oh, what would I do with your blood? Wow, I would love to have your blood. I want to bathe in it. Wow, AIDS has been sending over 500 messages. It's a true story. Wow, a day since last year, but her efforts to connect with her former date became more extreme last month. Wow, that's when she allegedly broke into the man's home and took a bath in his tub. Wow, police say she also showed up at work pretending to be his wife. Wow. Well, although AIDS acknowledged that sending 65,000 text messages seemed like a lot, she told the news with Greg team. Wow. By the way, that's not wow, Greg Buckman. That's a different Greg. He doesn't look anything like me. No, I think that's Wow. Joke. No, that is not me. And uh, wow. Well, and that's Jacqueline. Wow. Uh, um, wow. She thought she'd send more, she added. Love is an excessive thing. Wow. After one Wow. Page, what do you think about that, one. Greg? Wow. What do I think about that? Wow. Well, she's loyal. Wow. <laughs> I gotta say, she's very loyal. And wow, the threatening to 
bathed in his blood is a little weird, though. I'd see how it goes if I were him. Wow, she really likes him. Wow. News, 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 news with Greg. News, 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 news with Greg. And Greg, I want you to remember that I met Anthony first. That's true. And Jacqueline, I met you before I, Greg. No question. No, that one isn't that true, is Anthony. That is 100 million percent. I met her at a comedy club I'm not supposed to say because you said I couldn't flappers, flappers. At, uh, five years ago.